Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Welcome back. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn with Key on what's going to be a blistering hot day. I'm so confident in New York City. You just said, to, can, can I bring that to air? Oh, I don't care. You said something that really bothered me. We all Jet fans look alike. Y'all all the same. What do we look like? A bunch of guys running around screaming and hollering about something that, that you can't control. You want uh, passion Mike, like that. Mike Greenberg, who works here at ESPN, same, same guy. Evan, same guy. You, same guy. All kind of got the same feel, look, you know. Han's a good-looking guy. I'll take that as a compliment. I, you, I, no, I'm not pretty- talking about his actual facial expressions and looks and things of that nature. No, he's like a, he he's like the old – Model type, you know, the picture to the side, you know, I have profile. Once, I have never once stood like that in Why my life. Why are you life. blushing? I'm not blushing. It's summer. I'm tan. Oh, but yeah, so all, little, all your you're little, just, all your little just, jet buddies. Yeah, all your little jet buddies. You with your jet buddy last night. Oh, my God. Keyshawn. Oh, my God. We got to talk about the team, Key. Oh, God. What are we doing with quarterback, Key? All right. It's yeah. like, well, that's, that's that. But quarterback for the Cowboys is – a far bigger story for the present t- present tense because what the Cowboys could be this year if they are healthy, big if, of course, because they've had that issues, not just with Dak, offensive line as well. Um, the latest on Dak Prescott is he will have an MRI when the Cowboys come back from Texas after Friday's preseason game uh, at Arizona. Uh, it's just a precautionary exam, Todd Archer is saying, uh, that will be done just to see how the healing process is coming along with his shoulder. The Cowboys put out a tweet even just to say that to their fans. It's like the nothing to see here. Not a setback. It's not a reason to worry. They wrote that in their tweet. The team did. You never see that. Usually team tweets are about injuries or about MRIs and stuff. They keep it pretty straightforward, a little PR. They literally said, it's not a setback, and it's no reason to worry. I'm sorry, Key. When I come up to you, just randomly, you're standing there, I go, Key, look, it's nothing to worry about, but aren't you like, um, aren't you bracing yourself for bad news? No. If I come up to you and say, Key, look, look, it's not a setback, and, and it's nothing to worry about, but you're not going like, well, what is he about to tell me? Well, I mean, he's Or if just I come up to you and said, hey, I'm well, just going to get an MRI. Well, he's letting you know, but he's going to get an MRI, no, so t- that way you don't find out. Without us telling you, and then you go into this huge panic. But you got to also think about this as Dallas Cowboys. Panic? Dallas Cowboys fans? Never. Media, social media people in Dallas at the Cowboys. They did forget Dak Prescott in the hype video, right? They did. And everybody went went crazy. (laughs) Yeah! They're sending a message. They're going to get Russell Wilson. He was edited out. In the whole time. I'm like, man, stop. (laughs) Won't y'all just stop? No, I'm telling you, they left him out on purpose. Yep. They don't want him. They don't want to sign him. The attention grabbing. It's the attention grabbing. I sat down one time. You're the Cowboys. But, but you are the most matter. valued franchise in North American hey, sports. You don't what? need to grab attention. Yes, you You're do. on hard knocks. Yes, you do. I remember talking to Jerry Jones when I was playing with the Cowboys, and we were sitting in his office one day, and I was just talking. We were talking about going out to California training camp. And I asked him. I said, why are we – like, what, what's the whole – going to California for training camp. Mm-hmm. And as Jerry would do, he'd sit down, he'd tell you, he said, he said, let, let me, me tell you, Keith, quite, what quite frankly, yeah. and, and so he says, think about this. If we have training camp in Texas, which we could, the local media will cover the Cowboys practice 
and that's pretty much it. They don't they go on the other news, yada yada yada. But the local media, not the national media, the local media travels to training camp in Los Angeles. They have to send people yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah, Dallas to Morning News pays for their everybody to, to be go there, there yep. to report back every single day, all day long yeah. on what's going on. Yeah, the local TV with the Cowboys, the local, the local TV, yep. everything. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there, I'm going, I said, well, I guess that does make a whole lot of sense if you're trying to generate that type of exposure. And so here we are, the video. He was not in the hype video for the season ticket holders or whatever. Everybody went crazy. Yeah. Now you have this, and everybody's going crazy. I, they know what they're doing, man. They know what they're doing. I'm not worried about it one bit. All right, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Key's not worried. Are you? Should there be concern? Especially, again, if somebody came up to you and said, it's not, it's not a big deal, but you know you're going to be like, wait a minute. If you tell me it's not a big deal, then that probably means – it might be a big deal. For Dak Prescott, though, after coming back from the injury to the ankle and dealing with that and just trying to get himself back on the field, just having the shoulder issue, he said it is frustrating. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I'm a go, go, go guy. I always want to be in the, be in the action, uh, getting better. I think the more reps are, are better uh, and better for me. But obviously something like this, um, you, can't, you can't stress it too fast. And Sitting out and um, being out of all the time I was out last year, uh, that, that's what I think about, and that's what's able to um, pull me back in. And so it's just um, the risk versus the reward at this point, and I've got to I've got to know what I'm playing for, and that, that's be ready for this season. So there's some thought. Stephen Jones said that Dak could play in the preseason. He said, "I know a lot of people worry about that, but I think that's overrated." Dak Prescott knows how to play the game of football, and whether he plays a series or two in Houston isn't going to affect how he plays against Tampa. Now, again, uh, that's at the uh, that's the third exhibition game uh, against the Texans. And Dak said he does plan to play in that third preseason game. But when it comes to being ready for the season opener, here's what he had to say. Obviously, if everything keeps progressing is the way it's been, um, and that's how, that's, I'm going to be optimistic about that. Uh, obviously, keep doing the things that I need to do, um, being very cautious with it, though, uh, making sure that, more importantly, I'm ready for uh, the season opener. That's what matters most. Week one for the Dallas Cowboys. Week one for him is what matters most, and that's a pretty big game. I mean, just like, like when I say it's big game, I don't mean big game in the scheme of what it means for the season. But as you know, it's the season opener. It's Tom Brady. It's the Bucks. It's the Cowboys. It's that's a big pomp and circumstance kind of game, and for him to be back from that injury that we remember seeing last year, so gruesome that it was at the moment, Ooh. and what it felt like, what it, what we all kind of felt for him because of how well he had been playing, knowing that he was up for a big contract. You know, there's a lot riding on that week one game. So how they handle him in the preseason, him not playing, you know, you talked about it earlier, the fact that the shoulder is at an issue just because he wasn't throwing a lot, and now that he's throwing, is he feeling something? You know, we were kicking that around. But doesn't he have to play at least a little bit before a week one because he hasn't played in a year? I, I would say I would make it if 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 in fact I'm Jerry, the coaching staff, and, and people in the organization, I'd like to see him get a little bit of of situational work. Maybe uh, if we are at a two minute situation before the half. I start the, the I start. So you everybody. think just dropping him in, so, not letting uh, him have a series do. or two? Here's what you do. It just depends. Okay. Maybe there's a series or two. Okay. Maybe 
there's a series of two, and then we put the other guy in, and right before the half, we get the ball in a two-minute situation. Our front line's still in now. Zeke's still in. Everybody's still in. I need all everybody on deck. Two-minute drill, I throw him out there for the two-minute drill right before the half because I want to get the two-minute situation under control, get him to, to be able to see and decipher the defense and spit it out a little bit, do it that way. Uh, or maybe there's a situation where I get him some red zone work. Maybe, uh, you know, the front line's in, get a drive going. We get into the red zone, have him come in, get some points on the board. But outside of about 14, 15 plays, yeah. come sit your ass over here with me. <laughs> That's just yeah. what it is. Wrap him in bubble wrap. That's what you it just, is. Just I don't, make sure he's right for When you get want. to a certain level, you don't need to do certain things. Mm-hmm. The Rams didn't practice anybody two years or three years ago at all and uh, play anybody on the front line of their starters. And guess where they wind up at the end of the season? Right. In Atlanta in the Super Bowl. The ultimate game. And, and nobody played that mattered at all. Nobody. And they still went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, we shall see again to just make sure that he, he gets that second MRI. They just want to make sure everything's fine. But the belief is that he is good and he will be good to go. Dak Prescott, that is, for week one. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests, join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Pressure. Johnson hit. It is caught. <laughs> caught by Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, what a catch. And Johnson's pass is caught. Keyshawn's gone. Down. 76 yards. Off the play action, it's Keyshawn in the end zone. His second touchdown of the season. Dropping Gannon, looking Gannon, looking Gannon. Those up the middle. It's in the side. At the 30. Derrick Brooks, 30. Brooks to the 29. He's going. Derrick Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. The memories. Johnson to Johnson. And Brad Johnson joins us right now. We made a little magic. We, on we, the Goodyear we, Hotline. We did what we were supposed to do. What you were supposed to do. Absolutely. It is obviously a great memory for both of you guys. Brad, good morning. Welcome to the show. I, I, I don't even – Brad, do you remember when in, – in, did I call you or did I come up to you when you were leaving Washington for you to come to Tampa? You were a free agent at the time. I think we were talking face-to-face. Yeah, we were, talk, we were talking face-to-face, huh? Yeah, I told him. I said, yeah. "Man, come on, man, come on, come on over here." Well, give me more of that story. Yeah. Then, well, hang on a second. Like, tell that story. You, you I don't remember recruiting. exactly. I don't know for sure. I was recruiting. Well, you don't remember because you were in person. No, <laughs> I for sure, I for sure was recruiting. I don't know if we were at the Super Bowl or where we were, but you know, we had talked about getting a new quarterback, and Brad was the one of the top dudes on the market. And you know, I said, "We got, <laughs> we got to right. go get this dude." Brad, was it that moment that made that convince you that Tampa was the place? <laughs> it was actually at a Super Bowl party. It was Super Bowl uh, party. That's what it was. That's what it was. So it kind of happened like that. And sometimes you want to join forces. And obviously I was a big fan, fan of Key. And then Tampa's the right fit for all of us. It was just the perfect mold and our styles of play. We came through and obviously won a Super Bowl and made it happen, you know, so. Well, pretty, some, pretty cool time. Something that Key was talking about earlier this week, Brad, that I'd love to get your take on is, is as we see if this current version of the Bucks can repeat as champions. He said that that group, your group, you should have won more. But 
there were some issues with the team. Do you agree that, that that team had the potential to win more than just the one? Yeah, I mean, it's only happened seven times in the history of NFL where there's been back-to-back winners. I think the last one was the Patriots in 2003-2004. Uh, we came back there after we won the Super Bowl. I thought we had a great offseason. I thought we had a great training camp. I had the first big game, you know, one up in uh, Philadelphia, won 17 nothing, and then went through just a, a crazy time of um, – Injuries, I think we lost seven guys that were off the off the roster at the end of the season, lost some crazy, close, close, crazy games, and, and it just didn't happen for us. So there's a lot of reasons we can go into, but it didn't happen, but we did win the one and wish we could have gone back-to-back, and those are the regrets we'll always have, and we didn't fulfill, but obviously we did win the one, and we've had some guys go on to be Hall of Famers and off of, the, off of that, you know, so it's pretty cool that we have accomplished at least once. And, but we didn't fulfill our goal of, of being, you know, a multiple champion at that time. Brad, in this day and age in, in the National Football League with the way training camp is and shortened preseason games now, should Bruce Arians be playing, you know, Tom Brady and some of the starters in the preseason or should they just kind of start off with game one? <laughs> Tom can do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> He's deserved the right for all that. But I actually do like, you know, to come out for have at least have one opening opening drive of just feeling that game moment of being ready. You know, for here's the coin toss coming out of the field, call your first play. Just the excitement, the anticipation of the first play of the game, just kind of get the game momentum of energy and sweat, and just kind of feel the you know live contact. Uh, but I'd say after one series, that would probably be enough for the older players, and then it's a great chance for a lot of the younger players to kind of you know make the team, whether it's the special teams kind of guys, but. For you know, for the team that Tampa Bay has, I'd say you know one series would probably be enough. I would think. Brad, when we look at Tom Brady and where he is right now, age-wise, and I'm just quickly looking up how old you were. So you, you played till all right. So you played till you were 40, right? You played in the league until right. you were 40. So for him at where he is now, getting into beyond 40, obviously, and, and moving on and wanting to play multiple more years, just. When you think about that for a minute and maybe remember how you felt when you were 40 playing in the NFL, how remarkable is it? And is it something we might see more of uh, this day and age? It's incredible. 43, 22 years into it for Tom, uh, seven Super Bowls, trying to win his eighth. So, you know, I think the biggest thing for older guys, I think the work level and, the, and they can they can produce, the biggest thing is being able to recover throughout the course of the week, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, practice, and then play on Sundays, so I think I think where teams have gotten smarter is you know they're having more longer walkthroughs. Sometimes you'll give an older guy a, a day off in practice, and they can get the mental reps of. And they they you know if you give Tom just a walkthrough every now and then, he can still get it done. So I don't think the the, the reps on the field, the physical work is what's needed. It's more important just being ready for for game day for the older guys. But it's amazing <laughs> he hasn't lost a beat. So it, we all marvel at what he's able you know been able to accomplish. Brad, as you look at the quarterbacks in the in the National Football League and the ones in the NFC South, Jameis Winston once there in Tampa as a quarterback. Now he gets a second opportunity in New Orleans under Sean Payton. What do you think will happen with Jameis? You think he wins the job and you think his career is revised? I have no clue what's going to happen. Now. I haven't really kept up with it. I know he's, you know he's competing with Taysom Hill. But I think sometimes you do need a, a new scenery, a new change of of pace and obviously uh, him watching Drew Brees, the way he ran meetings, the way he ran practice, the way he's able to play consistently. I think that's a big impact on Jameis's career. He's always been able to put up, even at Florida State, 
always been able to put up big numbers, throw for big yards, throw for touchdowns. His biggest issue has always just been the turnover battle. So that's been well documented. But he's a guy that's a championship quarterback. But under Sean Payton and that system, um, there's no better place for him to be. It's a wise choice for him to kind of not, not take a year off, but to kind of find the right spot for him. So I'm excited for his, you know, his future. Brad Johnson joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Won a Super Bowl with Keyshawn with the Bucks. Um, you also played at Florida State. We lost Bobby Bowden over the weekend. Any thoughts about him? Incredible. When I think Florida State, I think Coach Bobby Bowden. He coached there for 34 years. I think of the word class, dignity, humble. Um, a guy that was entertaining. He's fun. As a preacher that shared his faith with all. And if anybody gets a chance to, to watch the movie The Bowden Dynasty, it'll, it's well documented on his whole life. And obviously at, at Florida State, um, you know, they had 14 straight years of winning multiple games, 10, over over 10 plus games, and and he, he won 377 games. I think one of the awesome moments for me was when in October 2013 they named the field Bobby Bowden Field, and his wife him and Ann walked out from the goalpost all the way out to the midfield, and he, he threw the spear in the, in the, in the Seminole head. And, but we've had about 450, 500 players there. We were all backed up. We lined it all the way up to the midfield, and. And we weren't talking about the 377 wins or the national championships or the Heisman guys that he had. We're talking about how he impacted our lives, how we've now become coaches or, or leaders in our world or, or fathers, and just how he impacted our lives more than the wins. So incredible. It's a sad, sad weekend, but it's a great time to celebrate his life now. Brad, did you move to Louisiana? Are you still living in Florida, Georgia? <laughs> Because for whatever for, for whatever for whatever reason, you certainly are are, are sending LSU a bunch of the Johnsons to play football. Jake is now there as a tight end, and Max is the quarterback. Uh, how fun is that going to be this year, being able to see that take shape? Take shape? It's awesome. Uh, Jake, he's a senior here in high school, so he's committed. He'll go there early in January next year. Um, so it's, he's excited about it. Max, he's in the second year. They got to start the last two games of the year. Last year, uh, beat Florida in the Swamp, and they had Ole Miss in a shootout game, and uh, he works hard every day. We keep the road hot on Friday and Saturday and Sundays, 596 miles here from Athens to Baton Rouge, and, mm. and uh, we're wearing the purple and gold on, on Saturday. So it's it's awesome to, you know, it'd be fun to watch those guys hook it up. Johnson Johnson like you and I had. <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> Speaking of that, all right, all right, so we call this Key SPN. It's the dynasty here. It's Keyshawn here on this team now. But you obviously won the ultimate prize. You won the championship with Key. You've got to have at least one or two stories from the huddle, the sideline, something. Because even he admits, I'm not speaking out of turn here, even he admits that he could be a little difficult to deal with at times, even though, of course, you could have yeah. success. Yeah. So can you share with us one <laughs> that will always stay with you, a, a good story involving you and Key? Yeah, real quick, I'll make it real quick. I was in Washington. He was playing for the Jets. He wrote the ball. He wrote the book, Give Me the Damn Ball. <laughs> so I told my wife, Nick, I said, I would never want to play with Keyshawn. He wrote this book. I don't get it. Then we had this guy named John Gruden. He was yelling at his quarterback, Rich Gannon. And I told my wife, Nick, I would never want to play with that guy either. So we all hook it up. All three of us joined forces. We're in the Super Bowl. So during a timeout, I'm hanging out with my two buddies, Keyshawn and John Gruden. And all of a sudden, it was kind of a moment. We're trying to figure out what play to call. And Keyshawn goes, man. That popcorn smells good. And Greg says, man, I would love to have some of that popcorn too. So we're talking about popcorn in the Super Bowl and during the timeout. It's pretty awesome. But I love playing with Key. He was, he was the never guy that 
he didn't he didn't beg for the ball like you know what everybody says. I remember the huddle one time on a Monday night football game we we're playing the Rams and I think he had one catch in the second quarter. I said, Key during the timeout, I'm gonna get you some balls here, don't worry. And Key just said, Brad, just make your reads, make your throws, and I'll I'll get enough catches in the end. It'll all work out and we just we need to win the game. So Key was a great teammate. Really appreciate him. Obviously we won a Super Bowl together, it worked out pretty well. See, Stunning. I'm not that bad. Wait, wait, that this is breaking news. <laughs> He never said to you, "Get me the damn ball." Only one, only one time, uh, one time, Brad, in the Detroit game where you stood in there and you held it. I was run. I forgot what we were running digs against cover two man, and I could not get inside to save my life. And we called that play three times in a row. And when we came to the huddle, if you remember, I said, "Brad, yep. I am going to the corner. I don't give a damn what they say." You held it, you remember and you held in oh, you got hit right square in the face. You let it go and the end result was a touchdown. We won the game at the end of the, the last right. play of the damn game. We won. That's right. the only no time. Right. That's the only time I demanded the football. The yeah. only time. He did. It was cover three man, threw it up to him. It was a corner. They brought four week bliss. I got smacked and Key caught it over the defender and we went home celebrating. So it was the, he did change the play, and I listened to him. So I was, <laughs> See, I knew there was at least one time, Brad, at least one time. That was the only time. <laughs> it's very similar here now. He just says, just give me the damn mic, so I just have to step out of the way. But anyways, great to talk to you, Brad. Good to catch up. Thank you so much for the time. All, All the right, best. BJ. Very good. Very good. Appreciate it. See you, uh-huh. Keith. See you guys. All right, Brad Johnson again won the Super Bowl with the Bucks, with Keyshawn Johnson, and, then, of course, that great defense that you – well, definitely I mean, give credit to us. I'm not, I'm just saying, just to make sure we I, include. I, I never that ever defense. asked for the football. So let's stop that myth as well. Just because the name of the book was just give me the damn ball. That's the thing. Is that the but name of the book? That's what y'all run with. And even he open said, the damn book and read it. Thank you, because that's what he said. I saw the title. I'd never want to play with that guy. But if you read the book, which <laughs> I have, you realize it's not about that yeah. at all. It's not about it's about everything else, and it's actually a good read. You all should, those years later, I, I'm going to show you the highlight when we get a chance of, of that throw and catch from him. It's unbelievable. I got to find unbelievable. it. Yeah, I, no, I got to find it. You have another book out right in a couple of weeks. Yeah, the forgotten. Yeah. yeah, the forgotten first. Forgotten it'll first. it'll be out. Yeah, September 21st. Let's probably point that out as well. Amazingly, in that book, he doesn't talk about himself. Shocking. Coming up next, Major League Baseball proved that if you build it. They will come. Just didn't build it with a cornfield in the outfield, but we'll discuss all that coming up next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Mm. Baseball is trying to tap into it, and that's what they're certainly doing. Oh. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So in Iowa tonight, White Sox and the Yankees also there. Clinton Yates, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Clinton, good morning. The All Yates, right. sir. I am gonna come, I'm, I'm going to come clean right out of the gate because I might need to be corrected, and I'll let you do it for me. I, yeah. it's, it's really cool that they're playing this game there. I get the whole scene of it, but – when I saw an outfield wall, I was very disappointed. And I feel like now it's Fugazi. I need a I need corn stalks there so that Aaron Judge has to catch a fly ball and make a business decision to fall into the corn and maybe disappear into the great unknown. Well, let me tell you something. I am trying to get to this ballpark this morning, and I made a wrong turn into a cornfield, and now I'm lost driving around <laughs> Iowa. You're so in the great if unknown. That's what you want. If that's what you want in a baseball game, so be it. But no, the way the field is set up is that there's the old field, and then Major League Baseball built an entirely new facility next to it adjacent. And in between is a cornfield maze. So you can see that. You can get that experience. Like last night at the U14 game, they had that with no corning track, as I called it. That's a joke for you, Keyshawn. <laughs> but yeah, it's all there. So that's what we're doing. I'm back on a normal road now, by the way. Thank God. Yes. That joke was a womp, womp, womp. Come on. <laughs> Just doubling down, doubling down. You know, but it's, I'll tell you what though, it, it is just, it, it is going to be cool to, to see and, and the, the scene of it and all that stuff. And for baseball, it's obviously trying to get more eyeballs on its sport. No question about that. So this could be a success. And if it is, could we see them trying other locations? I mean, it'd be nice if you can create an Ebbets Field kind of thing, which would be cool, but obviously there's nothing like that in Brooklyn. But can you see this as a, another showcase for baseball somewhere else? I don't know. It's hard to recreate this situation. I mean, first of all, Dyersville, Iowa, which is where we are, is a very specific place. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's an experience that I think sort of trends with the movie, but I don't think it's something that – I don't. it's hard to explain. Like, you could bring people here every year, sure. But I don't think that you could just sort of step into another kind of mythical place and expect to get the same experience. I mean, Ebbets Field, obviously, as part of the movie, is a big part of this. But, you know, that's torn down. It's in a completely different place. Oh, I found it. Nice. I see it. Anyway, okay. Um, But, like, Iowa specifically, I just think that, like, as it relates to the movie, there's no two ways to do this. There's one field. There's one place. And I'm finally looking at it, so I'm very excited. Quinn, it, it, this, this is an important game tonight the, uh, for the Yankees. Have the Yankees finally turned yeah. the corner and turned it around? I think they found something. I mean, they're getting the ball out of the yard a little bit more. That game um, against the Royals, where they – but see, the problem is they won that game, but they blew, they blew four saves in the same game, Key. That can't happen. You know what I mean? And so they figured something out, but it's still not quite. 
But I think this is going to be an interesting game tonight because this is kind of a weird setup, to be quite honest, in the middle of a pennant race, not pennant race, division race. So I, I, I imagine that this is going to be a very intense baseball game, all the rest of the stuff aside. So with, with that in mind, again, the, the, the scene set and everything else, and obviously Yankees, White Sox, the significance is those were the two, you know, again, the shoeless Joe Jackson, the Yankees were the opponent. It was all that stuff that uh, was a big part of that movie. But when we talk about baseball movies, is this the best one? I don't know if it's the best one, but it's probably the most interesting story that's not exactly true. I watched it again last night, and I hadn't probably watched it full go in 20 years. And I realized something, Key. The reason why I keep a scorecard is because of that movie. Kevin Costner is a scorecard guy in that film. And when they go to Boston with James Earl Jones, mm. um, he writes down on a scorecard, Moonlight Graham. And I realized at the time, I asked my dad, what's he doing? And he got me a scorebook. So that's what I do now. But I think it's a cool movie because you don't have to like baseball to like it. You know, and a lot of people who don't like baseball really like the film. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun experience. I'm right now trying to find parking and this guy's looking at me asking me what i'm doing so we'll figure it out but you know it's a good time clinton yates is joining us somewhere from iowa riding around in cornfields looking for parking here this morning on Keyshawn j will in zubin he is of the undefeated and we're calling you not just to talk about things that the undefeated likes to purchase and put out there but we want to talk about baseball and and miguel cabrera Hit 499 last night. How come we're not talking about him getting ready to go to 500? Why isn't that big news? You know, that's a good question. I mean, I think I, – I, I don't know. I mean, I think that he's a guy that's always been kind of underrated in his career. And I also think that, like, in the new generation of baseball fans, the numbers just aren't what they used to be. You know, that's something that we've moved away from, these canonical numbers that people look at and they say, oh, it's 714 or whatever it may be. I just don't think that's why people are attracted to the game as much anymore. People like a little bit more, not more, but people like something more than just a stat in a book, on a page, on a, you know, on a screen. People want to see what's actually happening. And sure, numbers piling up is great, but I, I just don't think that's the main level of attraction the way it once was, mm. um, you know, for baseball fans in this game. Yeah, and 500 also yeah. isn't what it used to be. You know, that was always that milestone, 500. But, I mean, Miggy's been in Detroit forever, too, and, and they haven't really been a story, the Tigers, in such a long time. Uh, but a story, a team that is certainly a story, once again this year, the Dodgers, Mookie Betts, hip injury, IL. How concerned should Key be about his Dodgers? Um, I think Key should have a reasonable level of concern, but the key thing Key knows as well is that they're one of the deepest teams in the majors. And quite frankly, I'm not saying Mookie Betts is replaceable in terms of what he brings from a production standpoint, but it's not like you can't find somebody to play that position at a high level uh, for the Dodgers. They got a million guys, and they just picked up another one in Trey Turner. So they're, they're a team that's deep. I'm as concerned about their injuries amongst a couple people, Justin Turner included as well, never mind Clayton Kershaw. So it's not just him, but I think for them, they're just trying to figure out a way to get into the playoffs at this point. As good as they are, they're having a lot of trouble gaining ground on the Giants, which is understandable. Clint, you lived in D.C. for a while. <laughs> Why is it that the league is just really kind of taking notice on Trey Turner now that he's on the Dodgers? I don't know, man. I mean, that guy's been a monster for a while. He was a major cog in the 2019 World Series team. He basically made the team go. And I don't just say that because he runs fast. He was vital on the infield. And early in that season, when him and Tony Rendon went down and the famous, you know, poor start that they came back from, Trey was part of the reason. That guy wasn't out there. 
doesn't produce things. So he's been a star for those of us who are Nationals fans and been around baseball in D.C. But I think that when you see a guy like him on the big stage, I say this all the time, Chi, base running is so vital in this game, and it's not just about stealing bases. He gets around the bags well. He's fast, and he's, you know, he's got a little panache. You saw that slide uh, the other night where he just sort of popped up and wheeled around like he was – a ballerina. It was amazing. And that guy is one of the most exciting players in the bigs. And I'm glad that more people know that now. It's amazing when that trade went down, right? It was like, oh, the Dodgers got Max Scherzer. It's like, Trey Turner's not a throw-in. Like, they also I, got I, 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 sw- I swear to you, that's all. I was, yeah. Somebody's like, oh. I said it to you. Yo, you said yeah. it to me. Yeah, that's right. I knew someone said it to me. Though, Clint, and they was like, yeah, Dodgers. I was like, yeah, we got Max Scherzer, and I went on to the next conversation. He was like, well, no, you, you know they got Trey Turner, too. Yeah. And, and that's really co- – I right. love the fact that that part of the game is, is becoming more of uh, – more priority again for a lot of teams. The, the speed aspect, the things you can do on the base pads as well. Uh, and so that obviously just makes the Dodgers that much better. All right, you found your place now. You're good. You, you got a parking a spot ready to go. Yes. I'm, well, I'm still dealing. The guy's watching me talk to you all because he heard you all say my name. So, shout to this dude who's eating a donut right next to me. Uh, I have a question for you guys, though. So, at the hotel last night, there were two guys hanging around because they were trying to get the autographs of a band I believe you might know, Han, called Foreigner because they're in town as well. What should I know about Foreigner? Because I had never really heard of that band before. What makes you think I don't know about Foreigner? <laughs> yeah, why would it be Can me that would know? Man? Foreigner. Don't do this to me right now. I'm in the middle of Iowa. I, you know, I, emergency. I mean, honestly, like, like it's a, a band I, I would know. Would now know. that could be an age joke. There's a lot of little like yeah, innuendos there like with me. that. I mean, how I'm not sure how to feel. <laughs> uh, just understand, it's going to be a lot of a lot of blue jeans and '70s rock, and um, I think now it's considered yacht rock. I th- I don't even know to be honest with it's, you, so but there, it's. Oh, so older. you do know the band? Well, I mean, it's Foreigner, yeah. I mean, they were, a, a, I guess, had lots, most of their success was uh, late 70s, hmm. I think. I don't know. Not really my yeah, cup of well, tea. Well, I wonder yeah. if they're selling, right, you think they're selling corn here, at this so. stadium? Yeah, they would have to sell corn. Right? You think, think, are they selling corn at the at stadium? popcorn. I mean, that's a baseball thing. Bro, I, I, they're selling something that Guy Fieri made. It's like a hot dog inside of something else. It's, I don't even know. The food situation, if y'all want to see the food situation, follow your boy on IG. All right, at Clinton Yates. I will be updating people as the day goes on, and I will do all of those things for everybody. And, Key, I'll even bring you back a T-shirt. So when you come to L.A. next time, you actually call me so we can hang out, okay? All right, I will, man. I got so busy. I, I, I'm My bad. Clinton Yates. I know. It's all good. I know it's going to be an experience. Enjoy it. All the best. Thanks so much for joining us. Again, Clinton Yates on the Goodyear Hotline as the game tonight, Yankees-White Sox. You can hear it on ESPN Radio starting at 6.30 Eastern. They're playing the game in the cornfield where Field of Dreams was filmed. should be an experience. I can only imagine whoever that was, the parking attendant, sitting there. Just looking at him. What are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. And so he's sitting there eating a donut. In the middle of Iowa, though. In a cornfield. In a cornfield. That's the experience that baseball wants. All right, the experience we want next is you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Call the roulette, KJZ. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. You probably got some. No, no complaints today. That's a good thing. But we do have this news from Jacksonville from Mike Duraco, who Michael Duraco, who covers the Jaguars for us, ESPN. He says that Urban Meyer is saying the team will determine tonight who will start at quarterback in Saturday's preseason opener against Cleveland. Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence will both play. They haven't determined who will start the preseason game. Before I read the next tweet, does that matter to you? No. Okay. First preseason game. So then Duraco continues with another tweet. Urban Meyer saying it's an open competition between Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew to start the season opener against Houston. Does that interest you? No, it doesn't interest me because it's not an open competition. Well, why is he saying it? Because and why he's is he a saying coach he, they and they know. say stuff. Why? Because that's just what they do. You pick the guy number one. What are you doing? Why? Why do we play games like this? Because it's something to do. So here's why it's not an open competition, right? Yeah. Because your team ain't going nowhere. Exactly. So either you're going to play Minshew or you're going to play Trevor Lawrence. And your only That's reason it. to not play Trevor Lawrence is that it's you're looking around going, saying, this I'm kid's not going to get, get him his, killed. Thank you. K-I-L-T. Yes, that's it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by DoorDash. It's the summer of Dash Pass, and members are getting $10 off groceries, alcohol, and pet food. Because summer, try Dash Pass for free and get year-round savings, exclusive menu items, and zero delivery fees now in the DoorDash app. Terms and conditions apply. Let's spin the wheel. Number three. Corey from New York. Hey, Corey. Hey, hey guys. Um, I have two quick things. My first thing, Cowboys fans have to be worried because they're a winner bust season just like the Rams. They desperately need their star quarterback on his game. And number two, Keyshawn. What? Why are you, why are you so against Jets fans? I'm not, I'm not a get Jets fans. They just the one that I work with every single day can be annoying, and that's pretty much it. Evan's not that annoying. I wasn't talking about Evan. <laughs> He's also annoying too. And I'm not against Jet fans. I just get tired Such of hearing Jet fans complain it's not, about delusional situations that's going on with the Jets. That that's all. What is delusion? I'm not going to do it. Just because you drafted dude number two, not, all of a sudden you think you, y'all going to the Super Bowl, who, and when it doesn't look that way, y'all have a meltdown. No, I just want to see. It's delusional. Competent quarterback play. That would be nice for a guy that's taking number two. We could have gone to the Super Bowl in 2000, but you wanted to get paid. 
Could have gotten to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. I'm an athlete. I'm supposed to play for free. Just shut up and play. Oh, now you played for free. Now you played for free. I didn't realize that you were were playing for free. You held out for free in 96? Is that what you're doing? I got paid. Okay, so you weren't. And then in 2000, I got traded because basically they wanted me to – in sports terms, they wanted me to play for free based on the economics that they were earning in the economics that I was earning. And if you have a problem with that, so be it. (laughs) I'm going to need to talk to Mike Tannenbaum about that. Let's spin it. How dare you call me annoying, by the way. The shoe fits where? (laughs) Line five. Hey, this is Ken from Raleigh, North Carolina, formerly of Connecticut. Um, Did you know that ESPN had a adult flag football team in Waterbury, Connecticut, Back in the day where Kenny Mayne, Stuart Scott, Stank, <laughs> and uh, Merrill Hodge played in this league. I'm curious with Keyshawn's toughness if he would have been able to hang in this nine-man league because I think a couple of former NFL players played and they came on the radio one day and said, I like football, but I can't deal with this Waterbury stuff. Mm. No, I would have passed on it. I would have passed. It's tough in Waterbury, you know. Yeah, um, That's a tough town. I ain't got time to be playing with no amateurs. No, amateurs. He said he had a couple of – and they nah. former players play. I'm that? good. You would like? Would you ever even like for fun like play football? Like no. You do you like Why you have kids? You throw, football, football? you throw a football. You throw a football around, though, right? You do that. Yeah, I throw a football. That's... Right, but somebody just wanted to play like like Thanksgiving. Families get he together. He wouldn't and play, play a for game. a couple million less. You want him to you play would, for fun, Alan? Just for fun. Well, it's fun. You're supposed to love your sport. Play I love fun. that. Play for a couple million. Crab less. cakes and football. I mean, that's <laughs> what you. You, you sound like a damn fan. Wedding you crashers, you're out there with the family. At least to play for free. I'm out here taking shrapnel for you. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.